Fighting Talk NZ. Fighting Talk NZ. And um and my brother's um had fighters on there and he's had some of Nick's fighters fight on his promotion and stuff like that. So Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm not gonna go there and start dropping my brother's name when I meet with them. I'll just be like, Oh yeah, I'll talk to them and if it comes up so you know, mention it sort of thing. Yeah. But I'll drop yeah. them off and I'll drop in King in the Ring hard. I'll be like, Oh, you know, King yeah. in the Ring, yeah, last ten years, mate. <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, man, because you you've um you you've been there a long time, eh, man? Yeah, 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 like nine years. Fuck, man, you've seen a lot of I had a memory come up. I think I shared it, and it was it was a ten year old memory, Fuck. and it was saying, "Oh, I said in the did you ever come up when it was at ASP Stadium, Kohimarama? It was the other one, and they had it was all like old school bench seats. <coughs> no, um, I didn't. There was a few that were plastic at the front, and so I was like bragging how I got one of the fronts. So I wasn't even in VIP, <laughs> and I was so I just got to the to the plastic seat, and then um, I think the one after that, between that one and the next one. Jason needed a new DJ and he caught wind of me being a DJ and yeah. he knew me from that stage and he just wanted someone he trusted in that. And so I sat with the guy that did it for the next couple and then bang. Fuck, that man, that's, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Hey, you Mark. Kia ora, kia ora, team. Oh, we've got the good-looking Benji oh. on, have we? Oh. Yeah, man. Fuck. Good that. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Hey, man. And I see you've been on that. I, I really like how fucking accountable you've been keeping yourself on on your weight loss journey, bro. Tell us about yeah. it, man. Well, that's fucking cool. Oh, I just like the accountability is just because uh, otherwise I just won't do it. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, like if you just post the um, only the good stuff, that's why I put up that one where I'd put weight on sort of thing because I was like, oh, no, I've got to be realistic. I don't want to act like I'm some fucking X-Man or something and I'm just, just losing weight, just losing weight and it's all going really, really well. So <laughs> I'll be realistic about it. Yeah, no, I thought I think it's fucking cool, man. Because you've always been real good like that. Eh? Like I remember when there was like those press up challenges and shit on and and stuff like that. You know, back over COVID and shit like that. Um, yeah. you're always I've pretty been, pretty active been, with. I've been a little bit sort of over the last maybe five years. I've been real up and down though. So I think I've yeah. probably come down to your one of your shows and I would have been like mid eighties, and I probably come down to another one, and I would have been over a hundred. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like, and then another one, I would have been in between. So you've seen it all, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, you've done good, bro. I think it, I think it's fucking cool. I think people will be quite motivated by it. Eh? You know, even if even if they don't say it, and there's there's always people that will be following that and be like, "Fuck, that's cool, man." Yeah, yeah thanks, bro. And there's there's it's it's been really cool. Heaps of people have been like, "Oh, you know, I was like, Mark Craig, uh, you know, one of our good friends, yeah. and, and then he's um." I think I did my first post, and so he did me a, did a little private message to me because I said, you know, and early on I was using the airdyne bike, and so he was like, "Oh, what what a prop program are you using?" Da, da, da. I'm like, "I'm just hopping on that fucking thing for ten minutes, and that's all." <laughs> at the moment. But that yeah. was, you know, he was like, "Oh no, I've got to do something too," and I think a lot of people were like related to the little, you know, quoted all that I put up about going through yeah. depression and all that sort of shit. So. Yeah, and bro. also a lot of people want to lose weight and especially coming into summer, people want to lose weight. So yeah, <clears throat> it resonated with a lot of people in it, you know, the right people at the right time sort of thing. And so, yeah, heaps of people yeah. and put little comments in there. And it's, it makes it easier too, like, you know, like you said, the yeah. accountability. 
talking about when people say, oh, you know, good on you, keep going. It's like, you know, and if you have had a shit day, you'll go back and go, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, no, I'm doing good and all that sort of thing. Because I had a little bit of a moment of that, like, as soon as it started going back up, I was like, hang on. Like, one of the pieces of advice I've had is talk to yourself like you'd be talking to a friend you're giving advice to. Because I, I was yeah. always like, my worse than me and worse critic sort of thing. So I'll say to myself, oh, no, no, you know what? Just because it's gone back up again, it's all right. Da, 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 da. Whereas that's not the way I used to think, that sort of thing. So it's been yeah. about that, about changing the mindset. So, because every other yeah. time I've done it, I'm like, yeah, cool, I've done it, get to this thing, and then that's it. And then there's no challenge anymore. So this time it's more about getting there and staying there. Yeah. Yeah, man, bro. That's fucking real cool, man. That's real cool. It's cool. Hey, Mark, tell us about your show. What happened on Capital Punishment? Ah, man. It was ridiculous. So I, I think, um, the standard down here is honestly really, really improving a lot. I'd say overall, um, it's the best lot of skills uh, I've ever seen. I know we got a lot of talk to about tonight, so I'm just going to talk about a couple of fights. Um, yeah. So uh, the four-man was absolutely epic. We had yeah. uh, Stanley and Hamish fight first. Uh, it was a really good, um, real close fight. Um, then Stanley got an eight count that um, gave him the win, so we went through. Uh, Zia versus CJ. CJ is freaking tough. Um, yeah. Zia's experience gave him a stoppage win. Uh, I think it was in round two from memory. Um, but CJ, man, honestly, if you want to watch a guy throw down, CJ is freaking insane. Um, yeah. And then in the final, it was Zia versus Stanley. It was a, a ridiculously close fight. So round one was probably close and could have gone either way. Yeah. Uh, round two, Zia came back and was really hammering um, Stanley's body with body rips and Stanley yeah. looked like he slowed down but then round three Stanley came back with some massive knees so it was like it was yeah. one of those fights fuck I was good I wasn't judging that yeah um, so in the end um, Zia won um, but it was like it was probably one of the best four men I've seen in a long long time it was so even I mean you yeah. didn't know which way the fights went because on on the Friday actually one thing I should say so on the Friday they put a name out of a hat and that person got to choose who they fight yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was quite funny. So um, Stanley's name was drawn out of a hat. I said, who do you want to fight? He goes, oh, I don't know. Just put another name out of a hat. <laughs> so he completely didn't wait a chance. <laughs> That's out of it, eh? Oh, it was pretty it's crazy, yeah. So, so yeah. What, what do you think it, what, what do you think that was that gave um, Sarah the, the edge over the fight? Uh, well, it was interesting because like, I think every fight was really close. Yeah. And there's had... Oh, I'm trying to remember his record. I think Zia's on around about 16 fights, and the other guy's on around about five to seven. Yeah. So definitely experience gave me the edge. But it's one of those um, forming where, like, honestly, anyone could have won. Yeah. You know, like, the final was so close, it, it could have gone either way. You know, the second round was was definitely Zia's. Third round was bloody close. I edged it just standing. The first round is like, well, no, no freaking clue there. You got a yeah. Steve. Welcome, my friend. Jordan. What's up, boys? How oh, you going? What's up, bro? How you been, bro? Yeah, good, good man. Um, in a better, in a better place now. That's what I can yeah. say. Fuck, bro. Yeah, I've been, been seeing what you've been putting up, man. Your poorly boy. Fuck, I'm glad he's okay, man. That yeah. must have been. That must have been harrowing. Bro, harrowing, bro. You know, like, how in the fight community, we see a lot of pretty, like, brutal stuff, you know? So 
we're able to kind of like prepare for these things somewhat. But like, yeah, you know, and we see like pretty extreme stuff. But this was like, like fuck, like up there, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Has it? Has it? Had? How, how did he handle it? So, so I mean, like, just to contextualize, so he was just like out feeding the pigs, walking yeah. on the um, walking on the like retaining wall, and just like chucking food down to them, and then he just was just in his own world and misplaced his step, foul with his oh. arm, fully straight like this. It's like probably yeah. like two meters. And that just like snapped right at the oh. base of the elbow and went down, you know, like when you see yeah. his arms to you, because like yeah. the like um the lower head of the disc of the humerus is just like inward toward the bicep. Oh yeah. And then he just got up and he just ran up back up to the top <laughs> with his arm just like flailing wow. at his side. And then like, yeah, I just picked him up and put him took him straight to the hospital. And then yeah. um when he got to the hospital. He had to go into surgery, obviously, and then the the two heads of the like humerus they blocked yeah. one of the arteries in his in his oh, arm, where no blood flow lower going down to the lower limb, and then yeah, basically because of that they had to call in a vascular surgeon because otherwise it's like you know lose your arm kind of thing. Yeah, um, oh, and the vascular surgeon came, and then he was like, okay, basically like it's it seems as though the artery is damaged, so we're gonna have to like cut out one of the um the like veins the main veins in his quad and then bypass yeah. that into his his arm wow um, Crazy. So i was like holy shit that's <laughs> like wasn't expecting that you know like they yeah. just said wires and bones back together not like bypass so yeah but wow. then it, it was lucky because they found that the artery was just blocked it wasn't actually damaged so yeah. then they're able to just make a little incision pump like water through it so there's no clots and then they yeah. had to just put like a patch on over the top oh, of it. Yeah. That's so good, that's bro. not as bad as like a full, like, you know, vein out replacement, like bypass. Yeah. That would that's be nasty, more, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. So, oh, and then yeah, he's all good now. He's all good now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy, bro. bro. You think broken oh, bone is not that bad? Like, you know, you just like cast it up. Okay. It's like maybe you need some pins and plates. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, don't expect that, eh? Don't expect that. So, bro, like, I've just been so amazed with him because, like, he'll just be like lying, lying in the bed with his arm like snapped in half, and he just like turns to me and he's like, "What's next, Dad? What are we doing next?" And I'm like, <laughs> "We're gonna go get surgery." <laughs> yeah. And he's just all like, right. "Okay." Sweet. He's like, "Okay, sweet, like that." And it's like, <laughs> all he's had is Pamo. You know, he didn't even have anything else. I was like, "What the heck, man?" Oh, man, Rufus. that's out of it, eh? That must, yeah. He seems like a pretty cool kid, eh? That's a choice. Yeah, choice. and so like the, the so this is actually we'll, we'll talk about this later because this is going to be my hot topic. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, yeah, but you know, just like recovering from broken bones, um, yep. you know, it's something that um, you know, I think there's a lot of like we've ex all experienced it, but it's good to kind of have like a clear understanding about that, like in terms of like yeah. especially with fighters, you know, because you get a broken bone, like it can be a bit daunting, um, yeah, if you don't know how to deal with it properly. Yeah, so, yeah talk through that later on yeah that'd be cool bro um so we were just talking about mark show he just just talked yeah. through the foreman foreman yeah. there are a couple other good fights on there too hey eh, mark yeah man um there's there two my fights they were both finished in the first round they were just absolutely sick um so we had uh fergus versus liam phillips um and that was a really good grappling match and then fergus um sunk in a rear naked choke 
and then yeah. uh, Luca and Tahiri um, Goldsmith from Shuriken, and that was yeah. an epic battle. So it was Luca's first MMA fine. Tahiri's, I think, it was six. Yeah, uh, and he's really good. L- Luca smashed a real hard body kick, and Tahiri was in trouble. Yeah, and Luca and, and um, Ty took him down, but yeah. then. Uh, it was like one of those, like, you have to be really good on the ground to be able to do it. So as he was being taken down, Luca turned onto his belly, grabbed his ankle and got an ankle lock belly down. It was it was pretty bloody impressive. So that was fantastic. Actually. Yeah, sure. That's cool. There's actually a fair few, like, MMA fights starting to sort of creep back in, eh? Because MMA's been sort of pretty quiet. Like, I know, like, Paul and those guys down in Dunners have been doing a fairly... Yeah. Fairly active with like the bucket list stuff. They've got a new one coming out, and like they only advertised it two days ago, and they've only got like nine spots left already. Like it's really starting to sort of make a bit of a comeback I, again. I, eh? I think I think <laughs> it's now in Dunedin City, as opposed yeah. to Mosgill, which is like a little bit further out. And if, yeah. if you're a student in Dunedin, and it's pretty hard to get out that far if you haven't got a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not from Dunedin, there's probably no point having a car. It's such a small city. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I see just as well. Oh, I just wanted to add one thing to that, guys. So I just noticed as well, you know, like um, Benji and I will commentate for, you know, boxing fight shows and they'll kind of feature like kickboxing fights. Yeah. And then it's like kickboxing fights feature, uh, kickboxing shows, sorry, feature MMA fights. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a nice way of like supporting like the whole fight community. But you That's still cool. kind of know what you're getting when you go to that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then now you've got like Arsenal X as well, which is just like fucking something <laughs> everybody, eh? <laughs> Let's put it all together. Yeah. And so you two, Benji and Steve, you'll be able to tell us sort of what happened up at the strike board show because I heard that was pretty fucking cool too. Oh, man. That was epic. Did you, did you go to the show, Benji? Yeah, I was playing the music, bro. Oh, I didn't see you, dude. Bro, what the hell, man? No, I, had I had up the you top of the in, in, in our group chat either. Jeez, bro. <laughs> Silent. Silent assassin, bro, in the background. And I had a good view, too. I was sitting up the top. Oh, I was ringside, bro. Yeah, so we yeah, both, you know, we both, yeah. I was in the strike force, like, I was at the strike, this table, right ringside by the strike force, the red corner, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good, man. Um, yeah. Do you want to you want to do a few fights, bro, and I'll do a few fights. Talk through. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm happy. Like I've just, and you can add to it too. Like the main event, yeah. um, Joey Passages. Man, he looked. So his. Um, I sorry, I feel bad now because I've forgotten his opponent's name. But the uh, Josh, Josh, uh, Whitehead. Whitehead. Yeah. 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 His uh, sixth fight. Yeah. Yeah. So like, bro, that's typical... insane. That's insane. I never heard of him before. That's actually no, insane. No, he he fought so man. well, man. He was he gave, he gave Joey trouble, man. He's really yeah, because Joey's like a well. From what I've seen, I've done a few of the stroke force shows, and from what I've seen, Joey's like a real um, pressure fighter. Not to say he doesn't have technique or anything like that, but I've noticed <coughs> pressure seems to be his strength. But um, he was sort of being walked down a little bit, and initially sort of struggled with the range and that. But um, yeah. toward the end of the first he found his range with how to get in and land the right overhand and he landed that. Is that I think, Steve, that, is that what he finished him with? He was get landing low kicks as well, but the, yeah. it was overhand. It, the, the, yeah, in the first round, he caught him with the overhand and it just like was a flash knockdown. Um, yeah. And that didn't, it didn't get eight counted. Um, so yeah, it was like pretty tight style, you know. Boom, quickly stands back up. You know, it's like almost more of a borderline, almost a slip, but you know, like, yeah, yeah Muay Thai, we don't, you got to do the damage, right? So he was still fresh. 
But yeah. hey, that was the first time <coughs> that we're like, ooh, okay, like he can land that right hand. Yeah, man. That was when it looked when it looked like it was trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that was you, you could see that was a definitive weapon of destruction. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bro, it's, it's insane how powerful that is. <laughs> Even when he fought um Halium, you know that was because Halium's like a lightning fast fighter, but yeah, he was still able yeah. to find that right hand. Like it was really it was really impressive. But yeah, like like what um Benji was saying, um Josh, he was he was really really good. He just walked forward. He brought that like Moy Gao style fight. Um, you know, he really took the fight to to Joe. He wasn't afraid to just march him down. Um, I think like he's got a he's got a massive future because Joey is a really tough customer and he made him work for the finish, you know, like yeah. it wasn't easy. And if if he even relented, if Joey even relented just a little bit, he would have got like annihilated. Um like if he started moving backwards, you know, it was good. And then the other thing that Joey did really well was in the clinch, he wouldn't let it, he wouldn't just let that guy work. He'd do a lot of like pulls and throws. And it was yeah, just yeah. enough to kind of disrupt the rhythm of the clinch yeah. to like not allow him to land effectively. And then the ref would break them, you know? So yeah. that was a really, really important part in the fight too. It stopped Josh from being able to pour the clinch on and just, you know, really start unloading on him because he had those throws. They were really good. Yeah. Sounds like he must have a real good fight IQ, eh? Oh, totally, bro. It's like natural, yeah. man, you know? Yeah. Just really yeah. good ability to adjust to his opponent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he finished finished Josh off in round three with just a devastating right hand. Like, he, he was landing really good. This is, this is to me, this is high level, you know? So it's like you got someone hurt, you landed like a big straight kind of overhand slash straight right over the top. They're rocked. But they know that shot's there, so they're going to be like aware of it, right? You know. And then he just kind of pushed in, and then went boom with a massive uppercut up the middle, and then came over the top again. And then that was like knockout, you know. But that's all it yeah. takes. It's just that little bit of like angle change, and then yeah, that's it. They're done. So so yeah. that was man, that was so impressive. That was such a good finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that awareness, that awareness in the moment and the pressure. Like it's easy enough when you're when you see guys, you know, having um train his whole pads for them and all that sort of thing. But yeah. no to do it. I mean, yeah, um, you know, obviously you had Aaron and Kane in the corner. They've got a million fights between them and, you know, yeah. high IQ there as well. But to, to actually execute it, like you say, the way he did was, yeah, pretty impressive, man. Yeah. And then, um, so the other fight, Kelly's fight. Kelly's fight was really good. Um, oh, with uh, Ejipedo. Ejipedo, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that, man, was, that, tough, that was a tough fight. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, I just want to... So, yep. um, can someone tell you that she had a baby? What was it, seven months ago? And then she had yes. six, six and a half months ago. Oh, yeah. Six months ago, Crazy. she had a baby. She's in there looking pretty much how she looked when she last went. I remember last seeing her fight, and she hasn't fought for two years. And she goes and fights like a young, tough pressure fighter like that. And yeah. you know, I mean, she, who was she um, initially? Initially, was Wendy Talbot she was going to fight, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean she wasn't coming back and like going, Oh yeah, I'll just have I'll have a warm up fight. Like, you know, straight away she was keen to go, you know, obviously that one didn't eventuate, but you know, Ipeta was man, what a <laughs> that's a tough fight, comeback fight for anyone. Yeah, Ipeta, yeah. Like even in that last round, she was busted up. She had like hematomas all over her face from Kelly's right hand. Her nose was bleeding out, but she was just smiling, going, Yeah, and then just like Still keep blind. coming at her. 
Like she yeah, didn't yeah. quit. It was very like hearty performance, you know. But she just got picked apart, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. Ke- Kelly was getting some good shots away um, with a lot more power. Eh? Like mm. from what I noticed, Kelly was. Checking, I think you know. I think Hepata, she, she she had like a lot of good good power, but um, I think she just wasn't able to land. You know, she was struggling yeah. to find her range. Like when she'd come in two throw, Kelly would just time her with her two. It's just like a like a sniper rifle, just but you know every yeah. time. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and then Kelly started throwing up those left kicks to the body as well, which they would have been scoring pretty good too because they were sort of unmarked and they were like Kelly's got a snappy left leg. So um, yeah. I thought she did fucking well, actually, for, you know, like what like you're saying, man, like not many people do that, should I? No. <laughs> and it, yeah, like, and the other the other cool thing she did was like throw, she throw like a punch combo kind of like far, but then chop the leg. And yeah. so, you know, the punches wouldn't really land, but the kick would. So it was like, you know, this is the basic stuff, right? But like, it just works really effectively if you can do it, like the basics done right at a high level. It's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then DJ, he 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 had a really really tough fight. He, the guy just walked forward the the whole the whole fight. Um, who, who was DJ's opponent? Mate, I can't remember his name. Benji, do you remember his name? Uh, the, his surname is Koya. He was from um, from South Auckland Liga. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so he he just basically just walked forward the entire fight, and DJ just threw his left kick, just pelted him with left kicks. Um, so it was just one of those style fights, you know, like he was really looking for that big shot. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get it for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, DJ DJ was just sup, 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 left, 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 right, left. And then he'd kind of throw like a kick punch and break the guy's rhythm, then turn out and then, you know, just rinse and repeat. It was real yeah. text, muy femur kind of style fighting, you know. Yeah. Just let him come forward and I'm just going to smash you with kicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's- I just found his name is Dayton Koya. Sorry. Dayton Koya, yeah. awesome, bro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, man. And did, um, was Daniel uh, Ruwanga on it? Nah, he wasn't, I man. Was I think, corner. yeah, he was just cornering, you know. He was yeah. giving back to his gym, I guess, because, you know, he's been fighting yeah. so much and they all give a lot to him. So, you can yeah, he's drill. Yeah, he's a I was just what? sorry. I was just going to say one more. Oh, there was yeah. one, one more. I was going to. Oh, you just going to say it? I think you. I think yeah. you just said it. Costa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Costa boys. The spinning back knockout in the first round that was impressive, yeah. man. Especially how you set it up, it was nice. Yeah. It's like thirty. It was like thirty seconds into round one, and he but, just yeah. came in. He went jab, right kick, back first knockout, and it was like. <laughs> if you want to see it, um, yeah. Wayne Vanger's got it on the uh, on the on South Island League on his phone. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> go hit him up. <laughs> yeah, he'll Bluetooth it to you. Sup, Wayne? <laughs> Just want to connect with Bluetooth so you can send me that yeah. video. <laughs> I've got airdrop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's hard case. Oh, that sounds like a pretty solid knockout. Then a good way to good way to finish a fight. Yeah, Bro, it was it was devastating. Eh? Like it, it was actually a little bit scary. It was one of those yeah. ones that like it it take it took some time. Yeah, it was a while later to up. <clears throat> yeah, but like oh. man, it was just very impressive. You know, it showed yeah. like good development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, the, um, oh, especially in Auckland, one of the common things you've always got Fee Nesbitt as the medic. Yeah. And um, she's been doing it so long, 
and plus her girls fight, she's got a real she like she understands the fight, you know, more so yeah. than you know, people cut a normal St. John's or whatever they she understands. So when I see her jump up and sprint in the ring, I'm like, Oh damn, that's like you know, she she watches real close when someone drops and she yeah. can tell the severity it... as they're going down almost sort of thing. So when I see Fee mm-hmm. running like that, I'm like, Okay, that's it, you know, something's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a real good meter, Kay, and, and Oh, she's amazing. We've come, you know, we've had the girls get checked through by her at Centre of Shows, and they're just so friendly and approachable. Man, they're just, they're, they're lovely, those guys. They're really good for the fighters. Awesome. Yeah, they're so awesome. Yeah, yeah. and that's that, yeah. that's true what you said, like having a medic that's actually specialises in combat sports. I think yeah. that's that's massive. That, that experience is just priceless, you know? Yeah. I think we've all probably been to a show where there's a medic that's sitting uh, ringside and they're sort of like, hand over their mouth like every time someone gets hit it's like bro it's the fight game just yeah yeah it's yeah. good eh? We've, we we started up a group down here um southern fight medics and then our team of nurses there's four or five of them and um and they just specialize they'll they'll work as nurses but they specialize in doing fight medicking as well we've done over training and that with them on like dealing with cuts and all that kind of shit and they've got all these like written procedures for like everything if there's like a death in the crowd or there's a, someone has a heart attack or I've got pages and everything fit for the whole lot. And when they do the fighter brief, they go through like the safety brief of what will happen when someone gets knocked out and who's allowed in there. And so everybody knows exactly what's going on. So if there's an incident, works really well because we, we had a, a brief on like, what do we do if we need an ambulance? Who's going to call the ambulance? And I was like, okay, well, the MC is going to call the ambulance and one of the timekeepers is going to go out and, and meet the ambulance at the venue and that first time that they did it I think there was a guy who snapped his leg in half in like the second or first or second round of the fight uh. and the whole process they're just out of the ring everything just flowed he was like an ambulance like real smart and the whole show wasn't disrupted at all it was fucking really well done no and I think that's that, amazing man yeah I think that there's so many good things going on with medics I know um makes a big difference yeah i know zane beavers um you know he's he's messaged me a couple of times he's got some um conceptual ideas he wants to go through as well that were um obviously of dave's you know and um that they've always wanted to try and get implemented into fight sports and so i'm really interested to see what he's got to say i think it'd be cool and it's like you know, we just talked about the Nesbitt girls. Obviously, Fee is, you know, then she's got her daughters into it in there. But um, she was like one of um, Dave's, I don't know, protege was probably the right word. You know, he was the one that really, enc- like to the point where she's doing her nursing degree now because he yeah. encouraged her to do that stuff. And then he was like, you know, take it further than just being a fight me to go and do all that. You know, so, and, yeah. you know, goes, any, anyone that worked at any of the shows that Dave was at, he's just, he's the best man. Like his knowledge was ridiculous, but he's just such a good, genuine dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, he's looked after Caitlin a couple of times, you know, when she dislocated her elbow with Mel Downs. Like, he was just fucking exceptional, man. So, um, yeah. And he always had like a really calming presence, too, you know? Like, yeah. I can just remember going to the fight and he's like, it was like, I think it was one of my first fights. And he's like, mm, blood pressure's pretty high, man. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just about to go yeah. fight, bro. <laughs> yeah. I had him had him down at Vendetta when we did that eight woman and it was fucking it was fucking 
black eyes and fucking cut heads and fucking all sorts of shit everywhere. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, you're all good. Yeah, you can go, you can go, you can go. <laughs> like these girls were coming out, we just like beaten up and cut, eh? Fuck, it was hectic. That's, yeah, that's gold. Well, that's just yeah. that he's a typical, like, lifetime martial artist, just real chill, real zen sort of did, you know, like nothing really phased him. And that he would have seen everything, man. He was like king in the ring from the start. He was the yeah. main meter come the ring right from the start sort of thing. So he's seen it all, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, he was awesome, bro. We went up to, we had this um, thing before he passed away. We all went up and, and, and he had like heaps of close friends in there, there. And I was fortunate enough to get invited up to it and spend some time with Dave and, and, and meet a lot of his friends there. And, bro, he had dudes there that had been doing martial arts since like the fucking early 60s and introduced like um, different styles of of like uh, Filipino martial arts and all sorts of things into the country, man. They were some interesting crackers and they were like real hard old Chuck Norris looking dudes and they had such a he had such a wealth of knowledge, man. Like Yeah, he went through that um the Sir Sir Dor one of the tough, tough old school ones. So yeah. but yeah, yeah he was, had, uh, yeah, the documentary was quite crazy, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh well. Let's yeah, just, just, to, ring, just to eh? summarize. Oh, sorry, I just just was gonna summarize. So the Strike Force show, I would say that was probably one of the best Strike Force shows that I've ever been to. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was definitely up there. It was it was really, really good. If you guys yeah. can get some time to watch it, like all the fights were just really good. So, good quality, yeah. yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool one to come up today. That'd be sweet. Cool. Oh, next topic. Yeah, man. Check in the ring. Yeah, man. Holy heck. So we've got Paul A is Marty Parks, Proctor, and Richings. And I guess they'll be picking out of Makoa, Benaduzzi, Dedemo, and Wilson. So. Oh, no, other way, other way. So Paul B picks, they pick their first fighter. So we, they, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to move out here a little bit because I've been involved with the Wayans and all that as well. Paul A weighs, Paul B weighs, and then Paul B comes back and they pull a name out. Oh, and man. They, man yeah. And other yeah. things, sorry, I was going to, I thought I had like some some big hot information here, but I um, fortunately fact-checked about an hour before we started recording with Anna. I thought I was going to say it's the first time we've ever had two uh, kings in the eight-man yeah, uh, so we've oh. got Ashia, and obviously Sam Parks was a Super Cruiser champ as well. But I was yeah. wrong because back in thing, there was Alexi Serapisos and Sonny Vanathi. Yeah, um, and that okay. was the one that be the Filipino kid one. So I'm just going to give a shout out to my ETK homie there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second time, so that shows how you know that's pretty amazing. It's the second yeah. time that there's two kings, and unfortunately. Carlos Hicks had to drop out um, due to injury. About that. So if he was in there, that would have been three kings. That would have made history. That would have made history. Yeah. But yeah not this time. And, and the <laughs> other thing is, like, if you look at that pool B, that's, that's you, you could put that in as a, that's almost like a four-man on a plane on a big show sort of thing. You know what I mean? There's all, oh. you know, Diego, obviously you guys know him pretty well down south. Diddy, I yeah. don't know if you guys are so familiar with him, but he yeah. is, is like probably my favorite through, player. He's, he's, he's thick <laughs> as. Yeah. He is and, uh, ridiculous. Jake, 
Jake from Manawatua Muay Thai, I've seen him. Even though he he did lose to to Titus in the final of a four man, um, he's man, he's he's tough. He's like a real come forward tough fighter. And yeah, so he, he beat um Tosseremi Ramaka, who was like about three or four weight divisions above him. Um, and Toss is a really really good fight. That yeah. doesn't sound surprising from the few fights I've seen of Jake. Oh, Jake, Jake is just like like 100%. he's he's a, I think it's called like the angry ginger. <laughs> Yeah, pretty sure yeah. Pretty accurate. <laughs> he is a good fighter. Like if we sort of, we could. Well, I guess we could run through them all. Yeah, let's just briefly. Sure. Eh? Okay, so and it's in no particular order. I just wrote them down off the card. So we got Titus from Tahiti Muay Thai. Um, he's won his last five fights. I think two or three of them by knockout. A couple of them, Mozzie. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's. Fuck man, he throws feet and hands, and he's like a fucking cyclone. You don't know what's coming. He's a real talented young fighter, I reckon. I, have, I, I think he's, yeah. he's he's on a tear too. Yeah, yeah, he's real busy. Yeah, he just go, comes yeah. forward and, and throws a lot and changes levels well, changes angles well. He's he's and the more he fights, the more technical he's getting as well. So, you know, yeah. he's I think he's been over to Australia three times now in the last sort of year or eighteen months, and yeah. If he doesn't stop them, he wins pretty much every round, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, he's um, and, and and fighting Aussies always got to be pretty convincing to win, you know. Yeah, one yeah. thing I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy, but I do have to point out is he's he has while he's beaten, I think three three of the guys, maybe four of the guys in the eight man, he has lost to Asia, but that was his his last loss since then. Like you say, he's won five six fights in a row, so. I think yeah. he was only 17 when he took that fight as well. He's really young and yeah. really, um, really inexperienced. Yeah. Oh, well, no, 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 that fight. Sorry, Benji, you know, you know, when he took that fight, I just remember like at that time, I was like, man, who's this guy? You know, and, and, uh, and, you know, um, Ashia obviously like KO'd him. And I was, I, I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh, that just seems like a bit of a mismatch, you know, like he's just like up and comer. But then, yeah, since then, he's just, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. He obviously knew he was he was ready for the big league from the get go. Yeah. He wasn't afraid yeah, to like fight, you know, the king ex king or king of the ring champion, you know, yeah. a king champion. So like, yeah, yeah full man. Yeah, that, that's another one. Tihipuki Muto. That's another um, this show I've been doing for probably the last five or so years. So I've been, you know, that's another one I've been lucky enough to see come through is, is Titus and. I think a lot of people thought exactly the same as you. They were like, "Oh, why they? You know, why would they put him up against Ashia that soon?" But I think it was like a, it was a calculated risk because everyone else, pretty much to their point, that Daryl had put in front of him. I'm pretty sure he'd stopped. Um, yeah. And you know, if you want to be one of the big boys, you have got to see where you sit with the big boys, right? And yeah, what, yeah, what's so the youngest king in the ring ever? So you know, yeah. and, what what shame is there being knocked out by the dude that's the youngest king in the ring ever? You know, you've, yeah. you you don't know if you don't try. So. And yeah. since then, he's clearly learned because he's gone to Australia and knocked out some of their best. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. We had him on Vendetta last year, and he fucking got the boy that he was fighting, and and um, and that was say Nuttall. Yeah, yeah, and um, and he's a fucking handy scrapper himself, you know. So he just Titus was fucking cool. He's he's. I definitely want to get back out on a show, man. He's. he's and good. Um, Alex Richings from South Island Legata. He just fucking knocked out 
uh, Charlie Baker with a spinning fucking heel kick to the door. That was the most insane spinning <laughs> heel kick ever. He turned yeah. his back, he wasn't even looking, and he just chucked his heel up and landed on the button. If you haven't seen the clip, it is insanity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's his style, though, eh? Alex's style. I, I haven't seen him that many times, but the wins, the wins I've seen, he's just doing something. It's always something similar to that, like a crazy knockout yeah. like that. Yeah, like uh, he, he fought John Pyers on um, Aftermath of Elbows a couple of years ago. I was refing it, and he just like popped out of the side of the clinch and threw this knee up on the outside of it and fucking dropped John for an eight count. And then I stood him up, and he was like, I knew John was. You know, he was a pretty hardy fighter, so you sort of knew what he was up to, but he um yeah, he just like put the pressure on him and that was it. He just nailed him. You really gotta be ready for anything, eh, when you verse Alex Richings. Like he's just so unorthodox. So yeah, yeah all over the show. Just like yeah. throws a right hand, throws like a lunging teep, and then like another right hand, then still back fist. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he can fucking go, man. Um so that'd be cool. And he's been pretty active too. Like the last couple of years, man, he's been fighting a lot, you know. So um and, and at, a, at a high level too, you know, like um he's, a, he's, he's, not, he's not a stranger to King of the Ring too. I know he's been on there a few times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's an interesting puzzle to put up against any of those fighters. You know, like yeah. Alex versus Titus, Alex versus Ashia, Alex versus Sam Parks, you know, like these are all very just all like really interesting yeah. stylistic yeah. matchups. Yeah, but what happened, the other potential that could happen, I guess, is Alex versus Diego because, <laughs> you know, like they had that four-man and, yeah. and and Diego plowed his way into the final and then dislocates his shoulder, throwing the punch, and then gets teeped in it by Alex and Alex wins you know, by TKO. Um, yeah, so and that fight was supposed to happen on my show last year, but Alex got in a fight like a couple of weeks before and he got knocked out or something happened to him anyway and so I had to end the fight so it's been matched it like three be or four on, times it was supposed to be on South, South Island League our show too if you remember but then it yeah. came to the final and he'd broken his hand so he couldn't fight so yeah. Alex won yeah. it was like two times they tried to rematch yeah. it, it didn't come to eventuation yeah yeah. so um, that, that's quite a could we we Potential as well. Um, we were talking about Jake just before, um, but from what I've seen him, and I haven't seen him that much, I think I've seen him fight um, when I've been up at one of the TMT shows in the gym. And um, he's, he's a fucking solid fighter, man. Like, he's got a lot of power and he's he's pretty sneaky. So I think, um, and you know, any of those guys that are coming out of that gym um, are, are pretty. Dudes, like they don't fuck around, you know. Um, so, um, it's one of the more hearty gyms like, that Mana were tall my time. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Down in Vegas, bro. <laughs> no, no, they're not, are they at all? So that's cool. Um, then we've got uh, Diego Bedaduzzi, um coming back in. So I think it's his first fight back since he knocked over John Anderson uh, at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Horrocks show um, down in Queensland earlier in the year um, knocked him over the body shots um, he's a pretty exciting fighter he's, he's a fucking heaps of experience eh? Look, he's fought his way through Thailand and he's been on some pretty big promotions I know Steve you've sort of um, 
sort of saw him, I think, a bit later on in his career um, in Thailand. But um, it was a pretty handy fighter. Like, he knocked over Zen on um, in, on that eight-woman show that time. Mark, and that's no easy feat either, you know, so um, with those low kicks. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's solid, you know, and he's, he's super experienced. Like, he's yeah. had stacks of fights. I just remember seeing him because – yeah, like there was this fight that I got offered, and then I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I wasn't, I wasn't even fighting at that time. And then um, I saw he fought that same guy, and it was with the ropes, like it was like oh yeah, high chip fight. Yeah, yeah. And he landed this massive overhand on the dude and just slipped him. Um, oh. And I was like, it was pretty good, you know. It was like it was like he was big. It was like a 70, 70 something kilo fight, you know. And, yeah. Um, and like yeah, Diego just slipped him with an overhand. It was really impressive. So that yeah. was the first time I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's this, that guy's pretty good." And the next minute, I see him in New Zealand, you know. So yeah. it was like pretty buzzy. Yeah, because did and he fought? Did he fight Blood Diamond on King of the Ring one stage? Yeah, before? Yeah. They for uh, I think they fought for a New yeah. Zealand title too. So it was a five rounder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was that was when he just came back, eh, bro. Like that was when he just came from Thailand. I remember that was one of his like first fights back because Blood was kind of at the top. He's like an international fighter. They're like, oh, you will just match these guys up. That'll be a good matchup. Yeah. But yeah, Blood Diamond won that one. He just kind of edged yeah. him out. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so he's got a lot of experience. Um, Sam Parks from, uh, I think it's all right. Bro, like, Bro. he's going to be a fucking beast at that weight. Oh, yeah. the heck. Yeah. Because yeah. he won he won 80, right? He won 80 kg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he is strong. Like man, the frame on him is like a duchess. He's and <laughs> I was watching him doing some pad work, and that he had a video up on his Instagram. Like, I was having a look at it last night, and he's just like goes and practicing an overhand right that he throws on the pads, and it's just like bang. And then like, it shows what right through to him, like landing on someone. And this guy's just blanked. Uh, you're like completely on his fucking on the deck. Um, I think I know the one you mean. That's from that. It was from a foreman a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he lands the punch straight on the dude, just like boom, like on the spot, drops down. Yeah, yeah. He just like we've been shot, eh? Hey? Um, he's um, he's the he's the captain for the the Nati Pro um, rugby team as well, and he was like, yeah. man, I think he won player, player of the year, didn't he? Yeah, I think that was like within a month of winning the King in the Ring, he was also announced a month later or so as the yeah. Heartland of the year. So. Yeah, so a real, <laughs> real, real good athlete, man. And, and he's got ticker, like, that last King in the Ring that he won, man. Like, he just, like, fucking bounced through that, eh? Like, he, he's... Because yeah. he's, he's one of those unique builds that he's muscular and really, really strong, but he's also got the cardio to match it. Like, after, I think yeah. it's 75 kilos. Yeah. I think he's going to be absolutely huge compared to... He's like a those... freak athlete, man. Yeah. He's just like a freak athlete. It's really yeah. impressive. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. And he's always got fucking sweet walkout music too, which is always good. <laughs> but, um... Ashia so Abadi... On that question, Benji, who's got the best walkout music of any fighter you've known? Of oh, any fighter I've known? Um... I don't know, see, bro. I grew up in West Auckland in the mid '90s, so I've, <laughs> I can't help but love Tupac. So anytime, <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that I've been doing it like ten years, and um, it was only it was either earlier this year or in the last year, first time ever. I had one fighter coming up that had a Tupac song, 
and his opponent had a biggie song. <laughs> it was the first time I ever oh. had so <laughs> oh, You guys know that song, um, Mob, Deep, Mob Deep, Survival of the Fittest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course you do, Benji. But like, yeah, I just remember yeah. that was like the like the City League Garbly theme song, bro. Like all those yeah. dudes that come out to that. Like it was yeah. that was mean, bro. Like back in the days, eh? That was oh, cool. fuck. That one, there's a lot of a lot of people come out to um the most common ones would be like Roy Jones Jr. can't be touched. A lot of fighters use that. Yeah. And um a lot of I was gonna say racist fans, but a lot of white fighters come out to Eminem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it racist if it's true? Like, I got facts about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah bro. Yeah, you got data. It sounds like, like, um, like actual like walkout entrances though. Like, if we're picking a, if we have to pick a fighter, like I probably say like Izzy A, because like I can remember like so many times, like watching him fight locally, and he just always like have mean reentrances. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it is cool. Eh? I mean, you gotta. I was fighting in Invercargill in the, like, the early to mid-90s. And, and so down there, that was like everybody was either walking out with something by Rage Against the Machine or um, <laughs> some like, real angry fucking Slayer number. No one was – like I came up – once I moved up here and all of a sudden I was like people are walking out to hip-hop and I'm like, this is fucking real unusual. <laughs> but I really appreciate it now. It's good. Yeah. The funny thing is, as soon as you started saying Invercargill and everyone walked up to you, I knew you were going to say Rage Against the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah. That is was that. That common one too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a fucking <laughs> hard, hard case. Um, so that's all good. Um, so Ashia Abadi, he's obviously a very experienced and talented fighter, especially when it comes to King of the Ring. Yeah, so that... Um... So he ended up on King of the Ring. Well, he would have ended up on the anyway because he's really good. But so Chris Martin, who, you know, rest in peace, passed recently. He's yeah. he's always been strongly associated with Jason. Even when Jason Tuddy still fought, he was his uh, boxing coach. So yeah. he took both the hands and he ended up, he was for a long, long time, the Monday night boxing trainer at ETK. He took that class, but then obviously the heat picked him up and he was he went over to Kings. And he yeah. identified pretty early on, you know, how special a fighter Ashia was. And um, he'd said to Jace, Jace, I think, you know, this this is a guy you should consider sort of thing. And he goes, okay, cool. We're going to put him on the Sunday show. They confirmed him for the Sunday show. But before he fought on the Sunday show, over the six weeks leading up to that, he fought something like three or four times. So at one point, I think he fought three weekends in a row. Still took all kickboxing, took the fight the yeah. next time, blah, blah, blah. Came to um, Sunday session. I can't remember who it was that he fought, but it was someone that had like nearly twice the record. And I remember... Tony, I, was it Tony I, Jagger, bro? No, 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 no. It was, it was I'm not going to be the one to get into that story. Someone else can tell that story. But um, it was before he made his first King of the Ring appearance. So, uh, yeah, I can't remember who it was. But they had, like, double the experience he had. Um, and I was talking to Cars about it. He goes, oh, I made sure I double-checked. They better not complain. You know, this guy's got twice the experience. If it comes back, that, that guy wins. But, you know, that sort of thing. And then Ashia just pieced them up like it was the other way around sort of thing and then yeah. then Carl saw that fight and they went okay cool let's get this guy on King in the Ring and the rest is history youngest king ever yeah yeah he just came out of nowhere eh I don't think many people knew who was going into that I mean obviously I had the advantage of 
hearing all that sort of thing and seeing him on Sunday session and anyone that been to shows regularly in Auckland would have seen the same. Um, but yeah, when he came out, he was sort of, oh, who's this, who's this young dude, you know, because he's got that confidence about him and that sort of thing. So people, oh, you know, he's a cocky young guy and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? My thing with people that are cocky, if they can back it up, you know, be as cocky as you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 true, true. Yeah, yeah you got to play, got to be your own biggest fan sometimes, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, your favorite fighter from CKB. Yeah. So yeah. where you go. Why 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 is he gonna win it for you? Oh, that's a real tough one actually. I think there's about five or six guys that could potentially win it and a few outsiders. I think it's a really close one. Um, and I, I think it's really just gonna be however the matches go. You know, yeah. which is the biggest cop-out answer ever. But if I have to say why he's gonna win it. Um, I think because he's got very, very good defense. Yeah. He's, he's got very good distance. And to me, he's like um, a genetic cross between Blood Diamond and Izzy, the way he moves. Yeah. He's got the best of both worlds. Um, so if he's – do you think that he's – like if he, he's got a really good defense, which is, which is true. Mm-hmm. If he tries to win the fight as a counterfighter, do you mean, or – no, I just mean it's very hard to hit from like a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. You know? Some people are like um some people who are a bit more aggressive are a little bit easier to hit, you know? Yeah. I, I think I think it's one of those where I like, I mean, God, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money down on this at all. Yeah, yeah no way. Any, any money down on anyone on this in this King of the Ring at all because it's too close, you know. Um was there like, one with, 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 sorry, just with, with Ash with Ashia, you know, he's like <clears throat> maybe not the physically the like most strongest. But he's just super fast, right? And he's super accurate. And he has yeah. a very diverse skill set. He's able to yeah. hit people from really weird angles. He's not afraid to like try different maneuvers. Like he has a lot of freedom of movement in the ring, yeah. which is something that a lot of fighters don't have. And that's obviously his strength, you know, like that's where he's the strongest in is his, his shot selection and like his movement variability is like really, really good. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, another true. one. That's he's a, the similar thing that you can talk about. How he is another one that's really hard to hit. He's got like ridiculous head movement, um, yeah. and a lot of like a lot of people try and get him with the pressure in there. But you know he uses his head, but he'll use his feet. You know, and he uses them together really well. He gets himself out of trouble. I just um, yeah. one thing Mark mentioned that is a massive thing when you're talking, especially about an eight man. As he talked about, that you know comes down to the matchups, and that's, yeah. that that because sometimes you know like it's drawn out of a hat. What can you do, sort of thing, but. Yeah, you'll end up with, you know, if 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 it goes by paper, obviously we know our fights never fought on paper, but you know you should end up with the Paul A dudes all fighting each other in the semi, but that's not necessarily always the way it goes. But generally, yeah. it is the way it goes, and then you'll get the two guys that might be the favourites just by way of the draw. They end up fighting in the semi, sort of thing. So yeah, the, the draw play a massive part. Yeah, and then you get like yeah. that other other king of the ring we had earlier in the year where. All the Paul B guys got straight through into the semi mm. the final, you know. So um anything can go down. Dion Wilson is that is the other guy yeah. in there. Um House of Pain in great timing, really solid counter knee strikes as well. I've seen him fucking knock guys over with that. Um yeah. throws throws a lot of different things. So from what yeah, I've seen be, of him. He used to be a freestyle MMA in Morrinsville. Yeah, um, under Mike, but he's he's made the move obviously to Hamilton, and now he's with Ethan. 
And yeah. he fought recently on Nisa Fury, and I forget who he fought, but he had a pretty impressive win on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was – was that a knee knockout? Did he fucking – with a knee? Or a counter knee? I think it might have been. I've been – I've seen too many shows this year. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not too sure. But so, so you know, they've got a good mix of fighters in the, in the eight-man, eh? Oh, man, it's – yeah, it's a really – this is – like I posted about it's about two, three weeks ago and said, man, this is this is the best lineup I've ever seen. And a couple of people are like, oh, really better than – I was like, tell me which one's better then. Tell me what's yeah. like from – The last 62. The last 62. Yeah, the um, last 62. I'd last say that was – I would that's agree. Right. That's a round's argument. Yeah. But isn't <laughs> it's it – It's fantastic. Man. It's such a good lineup. Like, this know, one's but... really good. But that one, I just think is, yeah, that one was for, for me was was. We'll see, we'll see. You know, still gonna deliver, right? You know. How, how do you <laughs> how do you compare that sixty two one with the one when it was like Alexi and and um, Sonny Bartner and all those yeah. guys? Or see, like, okay, so cause, cause, that's a great question. I would say that, like, though, like on paper, if you look at that line, those lineups back in the days, like Joey Balin, Sonny Venati. Ra Redden, um, Chris yeah. Wells, Sam Hill, Kane Conlon, like for that's that's pretty difficult to match. I think yeah. the reason why the most recent one was was better um, is like the fighters are all kind of like almost at that level, maybe not quite, but they're almost there. But then just like the sheer like events that happened on the yeah. night, I'd say that's like what made it win, you know. So yeah. this one's got potential. And, it's got potential. Yeah. I think we might yeah. see some moments. Yeah, and, and following on from that, bro, how do you think the game between those 62s, because back then when it was all those boys, a lot of those guys were traditionally Thai-style fighters, yeah. and um, and now the guys that are in King of the Ring are majority of them, although they fight Thai, they are actually a lot more kickboxing-orientated. Um, yeah. They're more like K1 slash kind of like almost MMA-esque style striking, you know? It's yeah. like that kind of hybrid striking that you can use in different different codes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I think, bro, that's a good question, man. I think you get this, like, those, like, people like Sonny Venati, right? He yeah. was just, like, a freak athlete, right? Like, yeah. like, I would hear stories about him when I was in Thailand from Australians. You yeah. know, they, <laughs> I'd be at random gyms. And Aussie would be yeah. like, bro, you from New Zealand? Do you know Sonny Venati? You know, and yeah. they would be like, you know, he, he fought this guy from my gym and like he's like a beast. And he Sonny lost the fight, but then after the fight, that dude couldn't walk. Like he was yeah. like, just, his body was just decimated, you know? And Sonny just, yeah. are you all good, bro? Like walk off, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, crazy. Awesome. And then someone like that's built for eight men, right? Yeah. You know, maybe they kind of a little bit hit and miss. When it yeah. comes to individual fights, but then in an eight man, because he's so physically tough and he also yeah. has that knockout power, it just yeah. takes him to that next level. So yeah, yeah he would have been there's a been... tough person for any one of those people to verse. Yeah, yeah. There's in the, been in the most recent eight man. It's it's quite crazy when you kind of think of history of of King in the Ring because you know like there's all that era and there was like Izzy's era and and um. And there was a lot of the super eight boxing and stuff was going on at the similar time, and and um, and then you had like Nick Corder coming through, and like those two shows that he ended up like fighting his like a real close mate and Dom, they were legendary shows as well, you know. And and, and now there's this new lot, and and 
introducing another fight. Speaking of these kids coming through, AJ Foster and um, Boston Moylan. Um, That's a fight. That is a. You fight. know these these boys are at sixty kegs. They, you know, they're going to be in that weight range very shortly. You know, like they're both AJ's. He turns eighteen uh, in April, I think, next year, and um, and Boston's. You know, he's he's also an New Zealand champion. They both. I know they both had like the AMTA titles and stuff like that. Um, I trained AJ right from the very 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 start, and he's always was been it, a. If the yellow's that fight. Yeah, it is. That's a sixty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and AJ's coming out of Vinny's gym, and Vinny's no slouch. You know, like he's got Macker and those guys, and and I I've been speaking to uh, Vinny, and he's you know AJ's been sparring with some fucking. Very talented fighters, um, you know. I think he's, yeah. I, I think he's going to be coming in pretty, um, pretty ready to go. Like when I had it, when he was training with us, you know, he four-time New Zealand champion, and he's gone up to Vinny, and he's just gone through the roof under Vinny, um, and won multiple stuff. And, and Boston also had a fucking really good year, so um, that could be quite an exciting fight. And I'm sure that all that these guys. That are sitting in the 62s now, you know, they're, they're starting to take notice of these young fellas, which is cool. Perfect. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, so that, that'd be a good fight. Um, Ashley Nesbitt. What's that? So we got Night of the Assassins on Saturday, the same time as well. Yeah, yeah, that's on as well. Um, so that's that's got um, LJP and Kurt Douglas, Douglas rematching, eh? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that um, LJ has a replacement because Kyle Gallagher was um, uh, going to be fine again, which would have been absolutely yeah. awesome. But then he got injured, and they yeah. for LJ. So I think that will be a crazy fight, an absolutely crazy fight. The Wong and yeah. show was really good because the whole town comes out and supports. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be an awesome night actually. Um, LJ and Kurt, I think it's a good fight. I'm, I'm sure they've fought before. Um, I'm not sure, yeah. So, so that'd be good to see them both going because they should have not had any fights. But weren't they, did they get offered something on your brother's show, MG? Were they going to oh, fight David? Been, well, that was... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I was going to... So he does... Last year, there was a couple of opponents... Um, for big day, but I don't know. I'm not. I think there was one of the guys from um, from that gym had because they've they both fought Dave uh, on, yeah. on King of the Ring and for a title and that sort of thing. So um, yeah. it got offered to them, but I don't think I, I don't know. They went training at the time or something, and he was supposed to have another fight and that sort of thing. So I mean, you know, speaking of King of the Ring, Big Dave Tutubo, two time yeah. super heavyweight. Form. He's on a glory contract, obviously, at the moment. He's had the, he only had the one fight. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's glorified, you know? Well, that's the thing is, so he's... Jason's able, been able to get a release for him to fight to defend his Massa World title. So this is just me shamelessly plugging my brother, Shane Tepper's show <laughs> in Canberra, Adrenaline 7. He's got Big Dave on there. So I didn't realise there's a brother for this moment. I can see the resemblance. <laughs> um... And he's, I think it was on Adrenaline 4 or 5 when Dave won his world title there. And then from there, he'd had the two King of the Rings. And then 
Glory finally took notice and they gave him a contract. Um, obviously, they didn't give him a lot of fights since he'd had that first one. So Jace was able to get a release and um, for him to defend it. So he's fighting. Uh, I'm probably going to completely get his name wrong, but Fonlawat Dechonluk. He's a uh, 30-year-old Thai boy from Bangkok. He's had over 150 fights. He's got a couple of world titles and that sort of thing. And uh, he's apparently he's pretty keen keen to um, give David go and stop him. So best of luck with that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that'd be cool. So LJ and Kurt on uh, Night of the Assassins. There's um, Jade Reary's fighting again um, against Lucas Bush. I don't know much about Lucas, but obviously um, Jade's Lucas been pretty is, active. Um, fighter. I think he's had around about seven or eight MMA fights. Yeah. Normally fights, um, yeah, he hasn't fought in a little while. So, Yeah, that, that'd be quite, quite cool. And uh, Sage Reddit is another guy that, um, if you don't know who he is, he's he's from down here. Um, yeah. He's he's got a really good Kyokushin background. Um, he's a fucking real tough motherfucker, and um, he's fighting on that show as well um, against Jake Hood from Art of Combat, who I don't know. Um, but I think if they matched with Sage, um, it'd be pretty awesome. It'd be pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. So um, I just I just wanted to give a, another shout out to another fight coming up uh, this weekend. Ale- uh, sorry, Lucas McAdam. He's fighting um, Huang oh, Farm. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but um, yeah, it's a professional title fight. So yeah, that's a where's that fight. at? What's that? Sorry, whereabouts is it? Uh, it's over in Oz. It's over in Oz. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Lucas, you know, representing. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, Lucas, Let's go, baby. Lucas is the fucking man. Hey, like, I yep. think he he's 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 worked really, really hard. Like, he's been fighting for a long time. He's got a lot of experience. He's been through Thailand and done that. I think he's on the verge of something really, really big, eh? After yep. that King That's of the Experience. WMO. And, I think it was w- WMO. Oceana yeah. Professional title. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big title, man. Light welterweight. Yeah. yeah. That's a big fight, man. And, and yeah. I, WMO is a fucking big organization, man. So, um, yeah, I think he's yeah. he done really well. Eh? That'd be cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. A, a couple of years ago when he was still um, down at Jackals, they just couldn't find anyone that would fight him after a while because of yeah. his, I mean, his age. There was no one his age that had anywhere near the experience. And so I think it got to a point where he basically had to start fighting adults. Yeah. And from memory, he started <laughs> smashing a few of them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 done really well, and you know he just fought recently as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see him going. The other fight I wanted to mention, off King of the Ring, was um, Caden Skipper and Greg Lomano. I think that's fun. Good fight, man. Yeah, I think that'll be a banger. Eh? I think that'll be a great fight. You old yeah. um, Greg, Greg Rapify, He's been he's had quite a few super fights on King of the Ring now, and he's always been impressive. Yeah, yeah. Caden yeah, had a real impressive first round win on um, Arsenal X recently. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be awesome. Yeah, it will be. Um, I'd say if, I was, if I was looking at that fight, I'd say that Greg Greg will be the favourite. Um, yeah. Just just based off his experience, um, yeah. and also from from what I've seen of him, his style, his fight style is just ruthless. Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. 
and also the the girls as well, Ashley Nesbitt and um, Sarah Ahmed. That could be quite a good fight too because they're both. You know, Ashley's really struggled to find opponents for a long time, and um, and I think Is Sarah fight <laughs> Yeah, badass, and um. And Sarah Ahmed, you know, she's a pretty solid fighter. I've seen her fight on um, Daryl's show down at um, Tehipuki, and she, she's, she's good, man. Just recently, yeah. So um, two quite different styles, but because um, Ashley's pretty aggressive. But um, I think that'd be a cool fight. Be a cool fight. Right, you got to give us one. We're just about we're just about through this. Um, you all have to give me your. Favorite potential fight for King of the Ring this weekend. Well, and then we got Steve's hot topic as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh I'll go Ashia versus Sam Fox. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you, Mark? I'm gonna go uh Alex versus Didi, just because who knows what's gonna happen or when, or yeah. that'd just be there's so much craziness in that fight. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, bro? What about you? Um, I wouldn't mind actually seeing a rematch of us here in Titus. Um, <laughs> the improvement in Titus's game. He's definitely improved since they last fought. Oh, uh, it's yeah. Not like Ashi is going to have gotten any worse. So um, yeah, yeah. But in saying that, man, like all the way through, like you kind of do the math between who's Paul A and who's Paul B, and you just go, oh, this guy and that guy, and they get. They all look like like pretty interesting matchups, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Um, I couldn't really choose, um, but I've got two, and for different reasons. But Alex versus Dion Wilson, I think, would be an interesting match of styles because they're both fucking out the gate as far as what they're going to throw and when. And you don't know what the fuck's going on with either of them. Um, <laughs> I think that could be quite a good fight. And the other fight that I thought would be Awesome to see uh, would be Jake and Sam Parks. Because they're, yeah. they're, they're both such massive hitters. Yeah. You know, and they're both they both hit real hard. I think if those two come across each other, it'd be an absolute fucking war. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Yeah. One more I wanna just, can I just one more I'll put we the one fight we haven't spoken about was the um Oceania Women's Boxing title, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Preston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good, be, man. Uh, I don't know much about her opponent, but I mean, anytime they've brought over a, a Thai champion boxer, they always yeah. have a good. You know, they always bring a good fight. So, yeah, yeah, and so and Michelle's defending that title, eh? Defending that one, yeah. So I yeah, can yeah. personally attest to the nickname that she's, well, the fight name that she's got, Pressure Preston. So I, you know, I've been at ETK for a while, and finally got to spar with the fighters and all that sort of thing, and everyone's got their story of. The first time you spar this person and this person, the one that everyone used to talk about, I, I don't know how many of you remember him as um, Dmitry Molotov. Um, oh yeah, everyone had their. Had, and the thing is, after I'd been there for a while and I'd had my hidings from him, you got used to it and it's good. It makes you a better fighter. But yeah. I would never, ever, ever tell any of the new people. I'd never warn anyone about. Like, <laughs> you know, I just go with Dmitry, bro. We're all good. And they're like, oh, yeah. like, oh no, he'll, he'll make you better. That's what I'd always say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. My point was, the first time I got to uh, to spar against Michelle Preston, 
I understood within about 10 seconds why her name was Prisha. And I was certain that there was, I was sparring two people. I was like, bro, what, how is she? Was like, Dude. I was like, what is this sorcery, bro? You were just in front of me. Now you're at a 90 degree angle to where I am ripping me to the body. He's in the back in front of me, punching me in the face. I was like, nah, this is not good. So, yeah, she's, she lives up to the name. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, um, Steve, what's your hot topic, bro? Yeah. So, hot topic that I was going to say is just, um, you know, if, you know, this is more probably to you, um, Scotty and, and Mark, it's just regarding like your protocols around, like if one of your fighters gets, gets a broken bone, um, you know, with return to like um, sport and things like that. Um, it's, it might not even be anything you've ever encountered. Um, it may have been, but, um, you know, I'm just curious what you guys thoughts are around that topic. Um, I saw, you know, recently Dan, he broke his arm and then he came back to sparring a little bit too soon and he re rebroke it. Dan Hooker, and then he had to get um, surgery again for that. So it is a, it is a good thing to talk about. Um, yeah, I got a titanium plate in my thumb, so yeah. that's kind of my. I got I got skin in the game, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, bro, that's yeah. all right. I got a bit of metal and right in here as well. I <laughs> just hold cool. things together, all right, bro. You know, yeah. um, for keeping my fucking hands down. But yeah, um, yeah I I. I like we've dealt with it with Caitlin a couple of times, and we've had other, other, other sort of broken bones, but there was no fights or anything sort of coming up, so they sort of healed. But we do get um, and relate, and I guess you could wind it out a little bit, to even like ligament strains and ACLs and all sorts of stuff that can yep. get triggered. Um, bro, we uh, we just go off what the doctors are saying. So yep. the doctors, you know, like Caitlin works you know she's got a massage therapist physiotherapist doctor you know that she regularly in date with and, and she's very strict on like she doesn't fuck around you know she's like they say this and that's okay um yeah. and we'll i will encourage her you know like just to be like i yeah i know they've said this but let's just put a little bit of just go over and just touch the bag you know just push it around a little bit you know? <laughs> not, not to, not to nice. hit it but just to just to um, mentally feel like she's there and also broken legs, broken arms, broken whatever, doesn't matter. Our fighters stay in the gym. So even if they're injured, we encourage them to be in the gym because when they're in there, they're around, they're around their peers in the fight community. They're around all the people that support them and look up to them, you know, like I know Caitlin's had injuries, you know, being in the gym. And she, when she dislocated her elbow with Mel, she was back clinching three days later, like with one arm and, and just doing what she could. She got really used to being able to like, do commando roles. But um, I think that's the important thing is encouraging fighters yeah. to be back there. And it's the same straight after fights too. We're like, we don't want you training for a week, but we do want you in the gym because we can see where their head's at with the mental side of things, win or loss, they they're usually going to have some sort of depression after a massive high. Um, and with broken bones, I think it's the same. We just follow the follow the advice of the professionals and we'll push it a little bit, you know, just to, like I say, just to get a bit of a touch for a familiar thing with being in the gym. You know, touching a bag is something that you spend hours and hours and hours and hours on. So when you're at home on the couch, you don't, you don't get that. I think it sounds stupid, but you don't no, get no, that contact. So it's 100% it, and it's also there's there's been studies done 
on just like visualization of techniques yeah. and how yeah. effective that is at improving performance. Like this one study, they got one group to go down to a court and do free throws, like practice free throws. Another yeah. group went down to a court and just watched the other group do like just watch, just watch, looked at the hoop and just visualized doing free throws. Didn't look at anyone actually, just yeah. visualized just in that space, just visualized doing the free throw. Yeah. And the other group did nothing. So they did a test at the beginning and test at the end. The mm. group that practiced the free throws after eight weeks, they improved by 25%. The group that wow. just went down to the court and just visualized, they improved by 22%. So wow. only like a 3% difference. And they were just yeah. there like, visualizing it you know they weren't even yeah. actually doing it they were just imagining it how it feels and just like visualizing it yeah. and then obviously the group that just stayed at home didn't get better at all so yeah. i think that's a really cool point that you brought up and i think it's super important like if your goal is still to stay in the sport you're not like so uh upset about things your goal is still to stay in the sport you still want to be a fighter the best thing you can do is like what you said is just be in the gym and um yeah. Yeah, just just be around that environment and visualize the technique. You might not be doing it full power, but like at least visualizing it. Oh, I think so. I think visualization is massive. Like, I mean, if you can, yeah. you can do a thousand kicks, you know, on pads, but then you can on your days off, you can be resting or whatever, and you can visualize. You can smell the gym, and you know what that leather feels like on your shin after a hundred kicks. So you yeah. can. You can just you're visually just training yourself, you know, because like anything, yeah. you know, like learning to play guitar or anything like that, that's right. it's all you're doing is filming videos in your head. That's all you're doing, you know, and and yeah. and all these millions of different patterns that you can play on a guitar. The same thing when you fight, you know. Right. What, what do you reckon? What about Mark? you, Mark? Yeah. Um, well, we we got a physio that we um we're working with, cool. so I normally um uh, I'll, I'll keep in keep in the loop and touch base with the physio and just know what the awesome. what the um fighter is able to do and, and not able to do and yeah. then when they say they're ready to come back we normally add a couple of weeks on it get them come back really light what we've found is in some ways it's good to have them in the gym um in some ways it can be pretty hard and not like accidentally go and smack something and do something and put them to, put their <laughs> yeah that's the other the other side right Depending on yeah. the individual, a hard balance, right? And I, I know yeah. that often with um, people when they get knee surgery, they get knee surgery on their right knee, and then what happens is um, they put a lot of weight on the left knee. So then yeah. when the right knee kind of comes right, then their whole body's unbalanced, and they throw out the other knee because they're putting too much weight on one knee. You know, or they come back too early. So it's, 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 it's a hard balance, and it depends on the injury. Some injuries are easy to rest. You can yeah. rest them up, but it's like if, if you've got an ACL injury that's quite quite serious and you're in the gym, yeah. I know you're going to dick around. I know you're going to try that takedown. I know you're going to try to kick and someone's going to block accidentally and then all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah every, obviously, every injury has its own kind of like Absolutely. issues that you have to deal with, right, when it comes yeah. to it. Um, it depends how serious the injury is. I mean, yeah. if it's a broken rib, you can often work around that broken finger. Yeah. I can tell yeah. you can around that, you know. If it's yeah. like mm, you're broken tibia, then then less so. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Broken tibia is a pretty pretty brutal one, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nasty. Benji, yeah. have you had any experience around this, like at ETK and things like that, bro? Just the, I mean, just sort of the general um, sort of stuff that you'd see at the more more so. I've seen at shows. I remember being, I can't remember, it was one of the Hamilton shows, and there was a 
um, I think you, you were just talking about actually a snap tib. Um, and this was quite a while ago. This is probably more than five years ago. And I just remember the um, medic sort of being in over the head. Like they didn't really know what to do other than call an ambulance. And I guess there's not a huge amount. I mean, there's probably more you can do, obviously, than just that. But uh, And just going back to talking about, you know, Dave Beaver, Zane Beaver, um, there's, but there's Scott Hugill's coming through now and that as well. You just... Anytime you see those guys that are involved in a show, you know that everything's going to, you know, go smooth sort of thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whereas when it's a face you don't know, you're not you're not too sure sort of thing. But um, you know, and like like uh, Scott said, they're implementing something down that down that way with actually having protocols and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, the, the big probably the biggest thing I've noticed around like around that has been having like the fees and the zanes that shows that you get checked prior, you get checked afterwards and they give you some sort of advice. Like, you know, they're not going to x-ray you or, or stitch you up. Well, some, in some cases you might get stitched up, but, um, you know, there's the, just so much better knowledge in the, I, I haven't been in the sport as long as you guys, but in the last 10 years, and just, I obviously have a different perspective of it from being on the DJing side of it and just seeing it from a slightly different perspective. Um, yeah. Definitely one of the things that, aside from obviously the quality of fight, you know, um, yeah. going up as well. Um, that, that's been a massive thing. Has been the other things like that have grown with it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, bro. That's cool. Hey guys, I suppose we should we should probably get going and uh, and, yeah. and you guys. Well, not so much me, but Benji and that <laughs> probably need some beauty Thanks, sleep. But, 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 but before we go, there's just a couple of things I want to have. We shout out real quick. Um, one is to um, like. The uh, fifty-seven queen, uh, Amy Pierce, who's got every bottle in New Zealand, but fifty-seven kilos now, who just walked fifteen k with a pack on, towing two fucking car tires, fifteen um, k, and I think they had like four hundred mils of rain or something, and to raise money for um, people in Gaza, um, so. She had wow. seen a seen a picture of a of a lady in the area um with a backpack on towing her two kids on these weak 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 repair wow. things through this fucking blow up town. Obviously Amy being Amy, well fuck I I'm, you know, I want to help out. So she reenacted that whole thing. She um uh didn't eat. You know, like, so she'd fasted and then she'd done it as well. So she was on empty guts in the rain. I was talking to her last night. She said her, her tyres just kept on filling up with water because going through the puddles and she had her backpack full of hoodies and that, and that was just soaking. So she just got, like, heavier and heavier. But um, she had a lot of people that joined her and sort of held her hand and walked with her. So I think that was a fucking amazing thing for a champion yeah. to do. Um, and the other other thing, other thing, just finally, I wanted to give a bit of a shout out uh, to Benji and to you, Steve, because your boys' commentary on any of the shows that I've been watching, like CSN or wherever, you guys are fucking on point, and you just make the shows like really enjoyable. Benji, you're a legend. Uh, you, I, I love watching the shows when you start going into the history of like. Auckland gyms and one of the shows recently you were going into like a, a lot of what was what had happened like with the Gar family and PTK and and all that you knew heaps and Steve your technical knowledge working with Benji like that is it makes listening to shows real good man so I think commentary through 
hats off tears. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yep. That's cool. All right, team. All right, yeah, guys. Sweet. Catch no, you later. Thanks, else. team. So listen to yours till then, eh? Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Later. See you. Fighting Talk NZ. Fighting Talk NZ.